0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk Podcast. The business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So all the new ministers officially sworn in. Cabinet meeting today, another one tomorrow to get things underway. Bloke with quite the workload is the Minister of Health, Shane Retty, who is with us. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Mike. Good to speak with you.
1: And you too. Must have been quite a day yesterday and quite a job you've got in your hands now.
0: Yes, it was. Uh, the formalities of, of swearing in uh, proceeded yesterday, and of course, it's, it's kind of nice to have your parents with you and all, all those who have helped you get to this place. But uh, then within half an hour, I was straight into meetings uh, with key stakeholders, and let's roll our sleeves up and let's get into it.
1: How big would you describe the challenge?
0: Oh, this is a significant challenge. I mean, unfortunately, despite the goodwill of our sector, who have done the, the hardest and, and best work they possibly could, we are fundamentally broken. And be in no doubt, this is a crisis. It's six letters, call it what it is, this is a crisis. Uh, and not necessarily of the choosing of those who are working in the sector. So this is, this is going to be hard. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time to turn this ship around. But I and we are adamant that we'll do exactly that.
1: And so of all the things you need to do, where do you start?
0: Health workforce. You know, I can build buildings, Mike. Uh, you know, I, I can do other stuff. If you don't have the health workforce to staff, it kind of doesn't matter the first priority is health workforce and uh, we'll get deeply into that across a range of modalities as to how we can recruit, how we can retain, how we can build that long uh, pipeline uh, into health. Uh, that'll be our first objective and then around that of course we've got our 100 day plan.
1: And how much concern is there do you think around recruitment in the sense that we've just been talking earlier on this morning about universities and we're not getting the international students here the way we're used to, they're going overseas can you get nurses and doctors into the country or do they just not want to come?
0: It's a really good question. You know, we were so late to opening the day one pathway to residency that this potentially mobile group, they've gone to Canada, they've gone to Australia, and this is a different discussion than we'd been having one year ago and two years ago. So we all talk about, I will reach into the international pool. The reality is that's a lot less to us. And so, yes, there are some we can, we can reach to, but it's not the same situation it was because of, in one level, the lateness of our decision-making.
1: What about the stroke of a pen stuff that you can do before Christmas versus the stuff that requires legislation?
0: Mm. Um, so there are some things, for example, uh, protecting our security, our, our ED staff. Uh, you know, I am adamant that people will not turn up booze. Uh, over Christmas and New Year and assault our staff. That is not going to happen. So that is something that we can move quite quickly on. Uh, I was having briefings yesterday, immediately after swearing in, actually, and uh, we'll look to deploy that uh, before the Christmas-New Year period. And it'll send a lot of signals. It'll send a signal to staff that we value you, that so we'll look after you, and also send a signal to the public that you will not turn up at our public facilities for staff who are looking to help you in your moment of need and assault them. That will not happen.
1: Good to hear. The Maori Health Authority, I assume that's legislative?
0: Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, Although, of course, you know, we we don't come to government suddenly thinking, now let's make a start. Uh, So for months, if not years, uh, we've been working on this. So we've hit the ground running. And again, in briefings and discussions yesterday, we've figured out what does that look like to meet that 100-day commitment to introduce legislation uh, to disestablish the Māori Health Authority. So uh, underway and running with that.
1: Is there too much upheaval in that sense? No, you don't like it. And yes, it needs to be changed. But health has gone through a tremendous amount of upheaval. Why more upheaval for upheaval's sake?
0: Like, you are exactly right. So what I've said on the campaign trail is that I won't undertake major structural change apart from disestablishing the Māori health authority. But the sector's tired; they're exhausted. My, my own college of GPs said, Shane, if you do major structural change when you come in, we'll fight you. And so there's some period of time here where we just stabilise the workforce, stabilise the sector, give them a clear direction of travel uh, for health, and and then we start start to rebuild. So you're absolutely
1: right. That part of the coalition deal, this third medical school that you had the idea for, uh, is that going ahead or it might go ahead or we don't know?
0: Oh, So it's very reasonably uh, been asked to have a cost-benefit analysis. Uh, so again, we kicked that off yesterday, and that's, that's a reasonable request of any major project we, we might want to undertake. So um, we'll start that and, and put it into the mix.
1: But we need people, don't we? We need doctors. We all agree we need doctors. Yeah. We'd like to train a few of our own local doctors. If we're not doing enough in the two already, why wouldn't we want a third? Is that not the logic?
0: I completely agree. We need our own homegrown, culturally competent doctors and nurses. Furthermore, that medical school was having a particular rural focus, which is where we've got a real deficit, a, a real dearth. But uh, this is taxpayer money we're talking about, so not at all unreasonable. In fact, the business case would do this anyway to say, let's see the cost-benefit analysis.
1: Okay. Also out of the coalition deal, the COVID inquiry, is that going to be useful? Does something tangible come out of that, or is that just a soft New Zealand first?
0: Oh, no, uh, we'd been talking for a while as well that we thought some of the terms of reference of the CoVID inquiry uh, were quite narrow. um so we we had some uh, commonality on this as well, and um I think it would be a good thing for us to uh, to look at widening that as it's been requested.
1: And of course, I could talk to you about health forever, but uh, and it, I don't even think it's un- it's sort of under you, this is Seymour and Pharmac. But the Sarah Fit business, the Mahari business and just before the election campaign and the way they were dealing with some of the customers and journalists, is there something to be investigated there or not?
0: Mm, So we need to understand the um, uh, Public Service Commissioner uh, is responsible uh, for the Chief Executive. Uh, That's the the line of responsibility. Uh, But uh, I think we've all looked at FarMac and said, how can we do a better job? Uh, Not clear to me and to us that in the factors for consideration, which is how they distribute uh, funding, how they triage uh, what gets what and what what doesn't, that they're adequately taking into account things like quality of life and an impact on community, impact on family. Um, so we're asking them to, or certainly the delegated responsibility, um, we'll be looking into that, as well as having Pharmac slash MedSafe be more efficient and transparent in what they do. And we've said, you know, two other uh, jurisdictions approve this medicine. Why do we take 300 days to, to go through that same cycle ourselves? Uh, And so we want to bring that together.
1: Right, so as we sit here this November morning, when do we get you back, and you can come on this program and say, right, here are the things I've done, and we can all go, yep, they are working.
0: We'd like to be sending a, a signal in this first 100 days that we've put a flag in the sand, that we've met those commitments, and then at the end of year one, so we want to be baselining. What do we start with? What was I handed over yesterday? What did that look like? So that's the first piece of work and already flagging that even though uh, we've only had the quarter four clinical performance results uh, about three weeks ago and that they weren't so good, particularly ED wait times, already flagging that that next quarter, which we haven't got yet, I'm not hearing from the sector that's going to be a good story either. So where did we start? What was our starting place? And then how did we compare uh, year one, year two, year three? All right,
1: we'll catch up soon. Appreciate it very much. Shane Retty, the Minister of Health.
0: For more from the Mike Hosking
1: breakfast, listen live to News Talks from 6am weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.